This episode is sponsored by JSOX. JSOX is the leader in Steam Deck accessories. They have everything from cases to screen protectors and so much more. Interested in changing the color of your Steam Deck? JSOX colored transparent backplates not only give your deck a dash of color, but it also has heat dissipation aluminum sheet that enhances the heat dissipation and helps your deck run cooler. Also, be sure to check out their new mod case that allows you to use many different accessories like a fan, battery pack, and more. If you own a Steam Deck, head on over to jsox.com. That's J-S-A-U-X.com for their full line of products. Once again, we would like to thank Jsox for their support of the show. My name is John Meadows. With me, as always, is Eric and Nathaniel. Yes, we did not pod fade. We're just... <laughs> what's going on? We're in like, the ether. Are we, are we doing something? Yeah, what? What? What's, <laughs> yeah. what's this? What's I don't this remember podcast? what this is anymore. Yeah, I, I forgot. I, I haven't updated anything in forever. <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh. The computer was like, oh, you want to you wanna run Discord? Oh, you want to run your recording software? Okay. It's... Here, here's 17 updates you have to do before uh, you do all that, so... But no, we haven't we haven't been able to record in a while. Eric was on trips, and then I went on a I was out of town for a weekend, and then Eric came back, and then I got sunburned at a football game, and then uh, then I was down with my back, and then Eric was out of town again. So that's eh, all right. It doesn't hurt after two hundred and what episode is this? Two hundred and fifty four. You know what? We take a couple months off. It's okay. It's it's all right. <laughs> A lot of stuff happened between then and then, but we, uh, but you know, that's okay. But yeah, I'd went to PowerCon in Columbus. It started out as a He-Man con. It was a He-Man convention, but now it's just a overall toy convention. So like McFarlane toys was there and super seven and you know, a lot of the big name, Pretty much all That's the toy cool. companies were there except Mattel and Hasbro. All the other toy companies were there. Mm-hmm. McFarlane was just giving out toys. All you had to oh, do was really? just all you had to do was just stand in line and they had a card game where they drew a card and whatever toy was on the card you got it. It was like well, that's easy. So we stood in line. I was like, they're just giving. Did you uh, toys did you get anything away. fun? Like like his new stuff, or was it like his old stuff? Uh, it was like just fun? old stuff. I got like a. It was DC comic stuff. Oh, I got. Cool. Uh, um, a swamp thing he's like oh, a big it's like that's cool 12 inches Man. nicky got a garage the what's the gorilla garage the, the yeah, girl right. that talks. Yeah. yeah gorilla garage she yeah. got one Road of those DC. yeah um 
yeah, they were just handing out stuff. It was weird. I've never been to something like that. It was like, hey, just stand in line for five minutes and we'll give you a toy. Okay. <laughs> like, we have too many of these in a warehouse somewhere and we're not going to get rid of them anywhere else. Eh, yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll take it. But it was cool. I have never been to a convention like that before. It was, I mean, there was a lot of vendors set up with old, you know, selling old toys and new toys. And, and then they had the, you know, the people coming in with showing off all the new toys they had like a super seven had the thundercats layer that scaled to seven inch so it was like i mean it was humongous i took a picture and i had to have nikki stand beside it for scale to see to show you how big it was it was it was humongous um it's like seven hundred dollars and a buddy of mine bought one it's like where are you gonna put it you don't understand how big it is i've seen it in real life and it is huge (laughs) (laughs) you can put it in the yard and have a shed or something apparently i mean use it as a cat bed your cat could live in it you know i mean it's it's that big (laughs) Um, but you know that was it was really cool i want to go back next year um it was cool to see there was a costume contest there's people walking around in all these costumes we just sit out in the in the hall and watch people walk by going, Oh my gosh, look at that guy all dressed up as that. Holy fright. How do you do? Oh, (laughs) well, what was funny was we didn't know it till we were getting ready to leave. There was actually an anime convention on the other side of the convention center. So our side had the toy convention and their side had the anime. So there was not only was there costume people at the toy convention, they were also at the anime convention too. And Nikki got her eyes opened by, uh, some of yeah. the outfits that the yeah. anime the, girl, the anime girls <laughs> hey you know i always gotta say some of those if you're brave enough to dress up and hey, do more. your thing and more power to you absolutely the, the amount of the amount of time that go in those costumes and the prep oh i can only sometimes. imagine yeah i mean it was it was cool though i mean it was really neat so um but yeah, between all that, it's just it's just been kind of a busy couple months. So, and then of course now we're recording again, and the weekend of Thanksgiving we're going to Disney. So I'll be gone for a whole week. <laughs> it's like <laughs> nice. so that's only thirty days away till till vacation starts. So, but yeah, <sighs> I'm going to te- I'm going on vacation to Texas in early November. What's Yay, in Texas to, to to go into vacation? Or are you going like Dallas Nothing. or Houston? Uh, or? I'll, go to, I'll go to Austin. Oh, you're going to Austin. I was, was going to say, so there's not a convention that you're just going there to visit? Yep. I'm just <clears> going to go hang out. It's been on a list to go for a while. And that's supposedly from two of my friends that live in Texas. That's where the best barbecue is. And they even like mapped out like two or three places. I'm I was like, going to say, go here, go there. Send Matt a, so, you need to send Matt a, a, ta- a message on Twitter or Facebook oh, if you're yeah. friends with him. Cause he used to live in, uh, in, uh, Austin for several I years. Should. So that's a good idea. He would, he would probably know some good, uh, <clears throat> some good places too. Cause he's, he likes food. <laughs> I like food. But uh, but now let's go ahead and start talking about games we played. I'll I'll start because I know there's one game we've all played, and that's probably going to be the one that's going to dominate the conversation. Um, but honestly, I haven't played a ton of other stuff. I've I've played a little bit of Starfield. Um, I don't know if anybody else has got uh, downloaded it off Game Pass just to give nope. it a shot. But <laughs> nope. Well, it's um, <clears throat> I'm I'm interested. Uh, definitely will try it on Game Pass. I hear it's. Did they? I hear it's. Didn't they patch it already? I heard there were some fun bugs in the beginning. I don't know. I didn't. I honestly didn't see a lot of bugs. I mean, I only played it maybe three or f- maybe five hours, something like that. I mean, I'm not 
super deep into it. And um, <clears throat> sounds I, like you played it about half the amount of time it says everyone is where it gets good. Yeah, I'm <laughs> it's like sure. Ten to twelve hours in. Yeah, like that's silly. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's way better than I thought it was going to be. You know, I was excited for it and I thought, well, it looks cool. But I mean, I, I don't want to say it's Fallout in space, but it still feels very Fallout. Um, uh, but, I mean, it looked like Fallout in all the like yeah. footage and stuff. It's like you can tell, like, oh, they took this system from Fallout and they've got this thing, and there's all the stuff that they built up in their kind of like their engine over the years. And it's just like, okay, we slapped a space skin and environment on it, but you're still doing some of the same types of things. Yeah, like the way the shooting works and all that. So. Yeah, the shooting yeah, is. Wild. It looks like a Bethesda how, how's, game. How's the? And I, I heard. The melee attacks are really good too, just depending what you have. You don't have to shoot; you just get in there and hit, kill, kill, kill. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean the 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 action, the shooting, and the melee stuff. You could tell that ID helped them out with that because it feels it feels like Fallout, but it feels way better and more polished. Like I could just it, it just felt good. You know, it, 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 the shooting and the, the the guns felt good. What's funny is you were talking about glitches. The only one glitch that I found was at the beginning when you meet all the people in the constellation, whatever the group mm-hmm. is called. If you go down in the basement and look around for things, there's a there's a glass case with a uh, that's locked that has a, a spacesuit in it. And it's like apparently the best spacesuit in the game, but you have to find the key later on. But there was a glitch at the beginning that if you just turn just the right direction, you could grab it through the crack in the door. <laughs> oh nice so that's how i got it i just, that's cool. Cool. I just have to be looking at it and go oh it says i could grab that right. okay so. ha- have you have you read anything <laughs> how well does it run on the series s because i obviously will probably play it on my pc but the series s is downstairs i don't TV. know everybody that i've heard that they said it runs great on the s or the x i've been playing it on the rogue ally so okay and All it, right, there we go, folks. And it runs really good on the Rogue. You know, I mean, I'm probably between 40 and 50 frames a second, and I'm running at 1080p. So does it remind you more of what you were saying earlier? Do you think it's more like Fallout in space, or do you feel like it's, you know, like Outer Worlds or something? No, I think it's more Fallout in space. It's okay. not It's not as, it's not, it doesn't feel like Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds feels okay. totally different. But, I mean, it's... It's really, really good. I really liked it, and I stopped playing it because I figured it would be what I would play all the time if I didn't just stop. So I actually just yeah. like uninstalled it, and it's like, okay, I'll come back to it later. I, I need to finish Baldur's Gate because I <clears throat> I've played Baldur's Gate, but I'm still I'm still in the starting area. I've been in the whoa, starting whoa, area for like whoa, whoa. well, but you got to dedicate your time. Turn it down to easy. Yeah, <laughs> I've been no, I've just been in there just doing all the side <laughs> stuff, just you know going around doing things. Oh, and I've spent I, like I'm, 20, 20, 20 we'll some get hours. We'll in get there. There. Oh, I can't wait. Baldur's I can't Gate wait to talk. Yeah, no, it's not Baldur's <laughs> Gate time. Um, <laughs> I also uh, I did a subscription to uh, Ubisoft Plus so I could try out Assassin's Creed Mirage just because mm-hmm. I wanted to give it a shot. Um, I think it's $15 a month or $17 a month, something like that. So I thought, what the heck? Um, and I've been playing it on the Rogue Ally. <laughs> um, 60 frames a second, 1080p, medium, medium to high graphics on things. Looks good. But I tell you what, it feels like um, Black Flag, uh, 
Assassin's oh, Creed 2. Oh, there's no way it feels like Black Flag. That's too late. That's when they went open world with stuff, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like, as open. way, way open. Yeah, no, and I mean. Plus, there's pirate ships. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm just talking about the combat and the and the stuff like that. It's, it's much more sneaky, like, you know, two, three, four. Like one through three or whatever, plus the, whatever the like a couple side games in there where it's yeah. kind of what it seems like they're saying it's supposed to be yeah. more like that. And that's what it feels like. I've only played it maybe an hour or two, but yeah, yeah. what little bit of it I've played, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, I like that older Assassin's Creed. It's only like 12 to 20 hours too, which is... Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really? Because we have decent reviews everywhere. Yeah. Even the ones because, that are like less hot on it still seem to like it. Wow. So it's like seven, How eight is it, and stuff like that. I'm like thinking, you know, when I think Assassin's Creed, I think 40 hours at least. Because I'm like, there's so yeah. much to do. No, it's... I, I never finished Valhalla. That was probably my problem. I didn't I either. Like that it was game. so long. It was so long. That's the worst of the bloat ones. Worst yeah. of the ones? Yeah. This I is... like the Viking stuff. Yeah, I do too. But this is... Like, it had some good stuff. It just has so much, like, other oh, stuff that they yeah, cut out yeah. of it would have made the whole game as a whole, like, better. Because you wouldn't have had all the extra just nonsense to all waste right. your time on. You would have had all the, yeah. like, good okay. stuff. I might have to check out this Mirage. I might have to give that... Uh... Ubisoft service a try then. Yeah, I would uh, give it a try. I mean, it's if you it's if you like the older Assassin's Creed, it's not so much the RPG open world e you know kind. I like all of them. Well, Yay. I do too. I mean, <laughs> but if you definitely like... if you definitely don't like the bloat, you know what I mean. If you don't uh, like the yeah. long 80, 90, 100 hour games, and you just want to get in, play a nice you know ten to twenty hour game, you know maybe not do all the I side think... quests and stuff like that. I, I think Brother yeah. Brotherhood was the last one I played that didn't have a lot of bloat. Maybe Rogue, but I never played Odyssey or what was the other one? Origins. Mm-hmm. There's Odyssey Those and Origins, like... yeah. And I, and I never played the one, was it Assassin's Creed Syndicate? Was that the one in the... It's in London? In like, the one in London. London. Yeah. yeah, I never played that one either. It was good. It's really good. I liked it. Um, you can pretend that you're uh, Batman. Yeah. Because you've got a grapple yes. hook. I'm in! <laughs> yeah, and I don't I don't remember how long Black Flag was. That was the one that I've... The yeah. last one that yeah. I really Black played Flag is fairly like, long. Yeah, Especially for the old ones. Fun. It's not the same as like the recent ones where they yeah. just keep bloating and bloating and bloating and then adding stuff as you're playing it too. Like it's a service game now, but like it, yeah. for the older games it was pretty long. Yeah, but I, I highly I highly recommend recommend it. So Nathaniel, do you want to go ahead and talk about the expanse before we talk about Baldur's Gate? You know, I have not finished that game. I've I'd started I don't know. I I have it on the I have it on PC. I uh the save didn't carry over because it didn't have cloud save, so I had to play the first when I got my rogue ally back, and I had to re-download it and then play the first episode again, mm-hmm. and then I never went back and played their other episodes. But I think they're all they're all out now, aren't they? They're all out as of like uh, the second week of September or something like that. I forget somewhere there the last one came out. Yeah, I thought so. I, I mean, would give it a solid maybe. Six and a half or seven overall. Okay. Well, I mean, that's not It's terrible. not. It's not great. It starts out very good, and then it just kind of declines a lot. And episode uh, four is like a good old two waste of time almost. Like, uh, the only reason I like it is because, like, there's some okay character stuff. But, like, the fourth episode just felt like, why does this even exist? <laughs> huh. Well, that's sad. I would say why, but spoilers. Right. I don't know. I liked it for, you know, I love the Expanse universe or whatever from the show and the books and all that. So it's cool to like play as drummer and all that, but just they didn't do uh, very much with it. 
It felt very much like middling fan fiction done as a video game. And it's not like it's all bad. There's some stuff in there that's like, I've played better Telltale games than this because there's just not... It doesn't have as much of the like choice and consequences stuff that you would expect from there. There's some things in there for sure. And then there's... I don't know. It's just not the same as some of the older ones or even just stuff like Life is Strange and other of those story-based games. It just feels a little... I don't know. I'm, there's a word I'm looking for that I can't think of, but um, I was gonna yeah, say it's boring, like it's not, but <laughs> it's not terrible. No, it's not boring. It's just also if you don't know anything about the expanse, there's some stuff in there that you kind of figure out about the world building, but not really. Uh, if it didn't have the expanse name on it, there's some stuff in there like you know the. Belter language, and then some of the there's some references to like characters and things like that from outside of this, but it's very, very low budget feeling mm. too. Just from like, okay, you've got your ship that you're on, and then you've got a few other locations that you go to, but it's not as like big feeling as yeah, you might hope, even to you know, for where it's set, like it, it makes sense, but I wish that it had done a little bit more than it was able to do, which is like no fault of them, like they only have like right. a certain scope, so like, okay, what can we do within this budget and scope? And they think they did, you know, pretty decent with what they had. There's some really good moments in there, it's just that it's got a lot of filler in the middle as well, and like the one episode that was just like, ugh, no, I did not like it because it just felt um. Like, um, not a complete waste of time, but, like, 75% waste of time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's like, oh, hey, then we're, like, going into the, like, and it has, like, the cliffhanger thing for, like, oh, here's a setup for the final episode. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is cool again. Like, why did, why did we have this whole, like, interlude in between? It might play better if you're playing it all at once than it did if you're waiting gotcha. the two weeks in between. Yeah. That's another big complaint I have with this. That was stupid. They should have just put it all out at once. Yeah. Like the whole like couple weeks in between his episodes, the episodes were way too short to sustain that. Like you wait for two weeks and you play it and you're like, oh, I'm done already. I had that feeling almost every episode. I was yeah. like, oh, I wanted more because it's like I had to wait two weeks. So it's probably I might have felt different if I'd played the whole thing at once as just one story. Uh, but I don't know. It's not bad. Like I'd say, probably six and a half, seven out of ten is what I would rate it. It's not like terrible, but it's not amazing either. It's not as good as I would have hoped. That's yeah. probably part of it too. Being an Expanse fan, I'd hoped for better, but yeah. it's still it was still fun. I'm glad I played it. Well, I actually had downloaded or borrowed the audio book uh, for the first book, the Leviathan mm-hmm. Lakes or whatever, and uh, it's like 21 hours. I got, <laughs> I had about an hour and a half left in it, and. I uh, I bought one of the new iPhone 15s I upgraded from the 11. So I transferred everything over to my phone. Well, for some reason, that book will not play anymore. Even like deleting it off my phone and returning it and then borrowing it again and re-downloading it. So I have not been able to listen to the last two hours of the book. So I don't know how the first book ends because I haven't. <laughs> I can go get my copy and hold it up to my webcam. Oh, yeah. Just sit here and read it. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I really want to, and, and I keep borrowing it and trying to download it. So if you have, like, you said it's like 20-something hours and you had, like, an hour left? Yeah, something like that. Oh, yeah, you're, like, way in the middle of all the stuff happening towards the end. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I got, I've got I've gotten right to this part where the big thing happens, and it's like, well, they got to, he's going to do this while they're over here doing that, and it's like, 
how does it end? It's like, oh, I can't. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I have to figure something out because I really want to finish it because I want to start one. Of, you know, I want to start yeah. too. The but. first book is kind of interesting because it's only kind of like two of the characters because they switch POVs with different chapters and yeah. like even starting with like the second book, they have more POV characters that they switch between. So it's not just like two. There's like a few more and then like. If you've seen the show too, then that also. If you've seen that before, you read the books, and that also kind of influences stuff. It's fun when you go through, like, oh, hey, that's different. Oh, wow, that's like completely one hundred percent like dialogue that they did in the show, like exactly the same, and like stuff. It's fun so, like, comparing the two versions or whatever of that is, story. Is the first season of the show the first book? Hmm. No, like the way they did the book division is weird. It's like kind of like the first season plus a little bit of season two is the first book. Okay. okay. And then the rest of season two and I think part of season three is the second book. I don't remember. I have to look at how it divides uh, out again. Okay, too. And well, then they don't actually get like by the end of season six, they're not done through all of the books, but they get to some like... I forget how far into yeah. the books. Like it's kind of, I think six books in. Maybe. Well, I was I, I was going to start. I have to look it up. It's been a while. I was going to start watching it, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to get into it and then be like, oh, well, there was the end of the book. Oh, there goes there's the end. No, of the book. you could finish. <laughs> you could finish all. I've, you could pretty much finish season one. And you wouldn't get to where you're at okay. until like the first couple episodes or maybe like where you left off will be similar but yeah there's also quite a bit of differences in the show just by nature of how a show is versus books because you got more characters that you've got like to have things to do and then they also bring in a couple of characters from like the second book onwards that aren't actually in the first book that they have in the show so that like it's not weird bringing them in later then they also have characters that do show up later as well too but it's really yeah, it's like it's very good. It's like one of the best sci-fi shows of all time, and it's one of the best adaptations of all time. It's the, very good. the first book it started out kind of kind of slow, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going, but but then about a about a quarter of the way in, it's like then I was just I was hooked, and I had yeah. to know how to you know. It's like I mean, the show is similar. People who've only never seen read the books and watched the show say something similar. Like the first couple episodes are a lot of world building to yeah, establish yeah, like yeah. what this universe is, and there's some stuff sprinkled in uh but it's like you know a couple episodes and you're like oh i'm hooked now because all the big events have started things and you got the yeah uh you know oh ball rolling down the hill i'll make another book recommendation <laughs> while we're talking about books um i uh i got the audio book for the new uh, patrick stewart memoir that he wrote um that's been the first audio book in a long time that i completed in exactly a week and it was 18 hours because it was he I say do, get the audiobook. Even if you don't like audiobooks, get the audiobook of it because he is the one who does the the reading of it. Oh, so nice. it's pretty much you sitting there talking or listening to Patrick Stewart's talk for 18 and a half hours and it's the most wonderful thing that I, <laughs> I, I can't recommend it enough. It's a it's an interesting <laughs> book. His his whole life story is interesting is is really really cool. It's not all just Star Trek. It's him as a kid, it's him as in, you know, in acting and uh, uh, the Shakespeare, uh, uh, what do they call it, the Royal Shakespeare um, group. I forget what they call it over there now. Um, but it's it's really, if you have any interest whatsoever in Patrick Stewart, buy the audiobook. 
or check just, it out. All right. Yeah, or, or sign up for a 30-day free trial of Audible, and you can get it for free. <laughs> sign up, download it, and then cancel your Audible account and go, look, I got a free audio book, and just listen to Patrick Stewart talk to you for for 18 hours. It's great. <coughs> oh, and I forgot I forgot uh, to talk about Disney Lorcana. That's what everybody... John's 47 years old, has picked up a TCG and learning how to play and collected cards again. Oh, no, here we go. Um, no, <laughs> no, me and my wife have been playing and we were having we're so disappointed. In I know. I, you know, <laughs> just weeks ago, I was talking about finally getting rid of all these sports cards and collectible cards. And then I turn around and I have like 800 Lorcana cards now, or however many, let's say sets 204. Well, you need to take the sports cards and the Disney cards and put them into a fight. Oh, Lord. oh I don't yeah, have any more yeah, left. They're go. all gone. All I got is the oh, Disney well, cards. So. But I mean, technically they fight because it's a TCG. So, I mean. <laughs> You know, but no, it's a, if, if you, if you want to get into a TCG, but you, you're kind of overwhelmed by where to start or rules and things like that. Disney Lorcana is, is great because it's good for kids, but it's got enough depth in it that if you really want to strategize and really get deep into it, you can. Me and Nikki has been having fun just playing it. We play it on the weekends. Just that's why I really haven't played a whole lot of video games. Cause it's like we bust out the card table and set and listen to watch football games and play Lorcana while we're, while we're watching football on Saturdays and Sundays. I mean, that's, that's what we've been doing. So, uh, but it is a, it is a cool game, but man, if you're, if you can find some good luck, good luck. That's all I gotta say. It's, it's hard to find them right now. <laughs> the black market is saturated with them. So, but anyway, all right. So Baldur's Gate three, I guess er, er, Baldur's Gate 3 is the reason that I haven't played anything else <laughs> other than The Expanse because I was short and I already was halfway through it before it started so, Baldur's Gate 3. Anyway. So, I, that, so, and I wish I had played more of the early access. See, I wish about a year ago I had been I had played more of it. Because nah. I was nope. kind of like, nope. so what nope. was funny is, so at the, at, before it came out, I, I, I bought it about like a week, a week and a half because you could still get the di- digital deluxe, right? Mm-hmm. So I bought it. I tried the early acts. Like, okay, this is kind of interesting. I know, I know what to expect. Played Divinity games, played the other Baldur's Gate, blah blah blah. Played Icewind Dale, etc. Um, and I was like, uh, eh. And then I played it, and I was like, oh, uh, from early access to the real thing, a whole bunch of stuff changed. I was like, all right, now this game's yeah. better. Yeah, that's I tried, why you I don't to, play I, the early I, access version. Only so, like I, Divinity, I to, those two games were way better once they finished yeah, them. I tried, I tried, to, so, I tried to Sorcerer in early access, and I'm like, Ugh, this is kind of. I am really a bard. Cool. I love being a bard. I just I am a druid, and it has is awesome. anyone tried playing evil yet besides me? Nope, nope. I okay. haven't even finished the so campaign we, yet. Yeah. Really? So I, How many I've hours almost... have you put in it? I figured you were done by now. No, because I don't have. Also, like it's two things combining to not play anything else. Is Baldur's Gate three is a game I've been waiting for for a long time, pretty much since they announced it. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of Lair. And so as soon as that like was going to hit, I was going to be playing that. And then too, I've had less time to play games nah. for the last several months too. So it's just like, Hey, Baldur's Gate three. Hey, look, this other thing, like Starfield came out. Nah, don't care. Uh, oh yeah, wait, yeah. Liza P came out. I want to play it, but it's on the list for later. Oh wait, like Assassin's Creed. Nope. Can't do that one. Now it's like Spider-Man two just came out this week. That one's on the list of like, I'll get to it eventually. So it's yeah. all like, I, I want to play Baldur's Gate three and finish it. Yeah, me too. I'm taking it slow. So I'm doing way deep in the game. I'm like 120 something hours so I put into I... the game. 
So Steam, and I still have plenty left. <laughs> so Steam says I'm at 118 hours, but my save file is like 85. So, but I've also done crossplay on you know both systems and stuff, and, and I don't know, maybe maybe yeah. it's kind of early. Yeah, that might be too. Well. Steam be... says 123 for mine right now because I'm looking at it, and the in-game is probably 105 okay. or a little more than that because I had like a couple times where I like put in like, oh, I did this like early on, I did this boss fight, put an hour into it had the boss there and me i knew i was gonna die in one hit i hit them and got them down to one hp they turned around and killed me and it was game over so it's like that doesn't stay in the save because you reload that that's an hour loss and then sometimes you know loading screens aren't going to be there when you're sitting in the menu it's not going to be there also like the launcher if because like it's steam you click it and it goes to the launcher that you then have to play that also counts as time so all that i think just adds up for the cross saves the cross save stuff for works great the uh multiplayer we talked about this on the last time i think we recorded the multiplayer works good uh ps5 uh, no PS5. because the last time we recorded was before Baldur's Gate 3 came out, came out. <laughs> yeah, so. right. yeah. okay so the multiplayer does work well on ps5 we tried it up to a party of four um party of the, it's best with like a party of two or four not so i was gonna three. say i heard it was kind of gets chaos because you know somebody moves yeah. ahead and no as long as you play with your friends and you like communicate that's that's the essential part like okay you're the healer you're the caster you're the crappy rogue so yeah, yeah so it's, it's a crappy tr- rogue you're not even a good one you're the crappy rogue yeah pretty much <laughs> we, we have an, we have an evil game we tried it on the hardest difficulty and man it, it is tough yeah they the enemies hit and they hit hard and they don't miss so you really especially have to early on it's a lot yeah, harder early on, on than it is later i'm getting stomped at the goblin village and i was like jeez so we changed it back to medium it's interesting um being evil lets you bypass a lot of the side quests and other opportunities which will kind of impact the end game it's it's been interesting you know you don't somebody something doesn't go your way cut them off at the knees mm. <laughs> I might do that in the future, but it, it is not my it's, first character. Yeah, we tried. So I, what am I playing? I'm a evil warlock. So that's been interesting. But I have a friend, a guy I work with, one of my coworkers. He's beat it three times already, or two and a half times. And I think the second time he's, he managed to do it in twenty or thirty hours. He did it fast. And he, well, I mean, he, yeah, but that's not the way to play that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he was, yeah. So he was giving me some build tips and sending me some ideas. I like it so far in my solo game. I'm up to act three and i'm almost to the end I, I got about like two or three more story stuff done and then i'll be i'll be done yeah. it's i did everything so my, my other buddy the guy i play with on ps5 he uh killed off a few of his companions so he's like oh I, i'm like you missed that man you missed out that little storyline little bit and that he's like oh i guess i gotta do that next time yeah it's it's That's interesting funny. um i <laughs> you know you know what my biggest complaint is and I was telling my friend this last night, is the inventory system. All I want is something like The Witcher 3. Inventory so, is easy if you tabs. know how to use backpacks. Uh, yeah, I guess you could do that. There's yeah. so many just like backpacks and bags and things lying around that are separate from the ones that you have default for kind of like crafting materials and camp material stuff. Yeah. Two things. One, send your camp or your like materials to camp for like your uh, your food Alchemy. and then you just have to pick it up no, no no well i mean you could do that too but those don't add up as much as like all the food you pick up oh, so if you pick up a lot camp. of food send yeah. it to camp and then before you rest you have to pick up stuff out of it because it doesn't see the chest there i'm sure that's oh, something they'll probably yeah. patch in or somebody probably's modded that yeah. also or 
<laughs> you can just get a character that has 20 strength and a feat that doubles their carrying capacity, and then you just give everything to them. That's Be something that I've fuel. done. <laughs> yeah, there is, I haven't uh... even gotten close to maxing them out yet. They could carry like 400 and something weight. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't... I, I... I haven't tried this yet, but if you hire like hirelings and you use the cleric spells, any of the spells to like as a buff, and then you dismiss the hireling, that buff stays with you until you long rest. I thought my friend was telling me, I was like, I thought it would go away as soon as you dismiss them. No, it's still there. So you could take it with you into battle. Yeah, it's like as long as it's something that's not a concentration thing yeah, from the caster, yeah. I'm sure that, yeah, it's just here's an effect, you have it until you rest kind of thing. I haven't done any of the highly stuff. Thought, I've seen it there, and it's just like, I don't need them. I also thought I would be doing more damage and hitting harder, <laughs> but I'm not really. And I'm like, but the stats are maxed out for the weapons I have, and I have legendary weapons. So I'm like, oh, oh man, just, you need to see my battles then. Yeah. I have, <laughs> I have like... I'm running most of the time is like my character is a druid, so either I'm going to be wild shaping into something or I'm going to be casting spells, depending on you know what the battle is. So that's a lot of kind of like battlefield control stuff with that. Or I'm a big owl bear that just slashes things a lot, yeah, <laughs> because it's fun. And then oh, yeah. I'm running uh, with. Uh, rogue who's like a damage dealer so he's just like hey find a dark corner hide shoot uh, an arrow across and cause a big damage then I've got a fighter who can now hit, hit three attacks every turn and a barbarian that can do two attacks every turn yeah so that's I, kind of like my main party right, and so right, you're, you're kinda, you're quite like a bit of, quite a bit of damage <laughs> yeah it's yeah I wonder, hmm. I wonder and then sometimes I get shadow heart if I need you know her spells yeah I use shadow heart <laughs> The Carlatch, myself as a paladin, and then I usually bring Gale, or sometimes I bring another caster along. So, my uh, campaign is hilarious to me because, like, before when the game was coming out and people reviewing it and stuff, they're all talking about how just like horny the game is, and there was even a patch that kind of like changed some of the stuff so that they're not like coming on to you as much or whatever it was. My game. Like, still has kind of, like, the general level of, like, whatever with some of the dialogue that's just baked into the game. But, like, I have two characters, no, three companions that I've never taken out into my party. They're just in camp, and I talk to them some there sometimes. And all three of them have tried to start a romance with me, even though I don't interact with them much. And none of the people that I spend all the time with that I've like gone through all of like their dialogues and a bunch of their side quests and stuff, none of them have ever done like any of that too. It's just kind of funny that like, hey, hey, please pay attention to us here. Desperate moves. It's just funny how that worked out. Is it just your (laughs) is it just your play style you're not using them or you don't care for them? Like I I don't like I don't like the rogue. Like I tried them a couple times and I'm just like, eh, it's not for me on this play style. And now in the evil party, dude, Asterion has to come with me everywhere because he's my I, like master key. No, I, I guess somebody else knows that. And then, uh, plus he's just funny, like because it's like uh, complete opposite of what my character is, and so it's just funny, like his snark being in there sometimes. <laughs> but um, there's like since I'm a druid, uh, there are two other druid companions. If you just leave them on their default yep. classes, that I don't use although i have used one just because like she's one awesome. is yeah one is very good the other one is eh. the other one like technically i played with him because he's part of story or missions yeah. earlier on but yeah so like they're just sitting in camp most of the time and then uh gail i'm like i'm already a magic caster i don't need a wizard so like whatever 
I'll talk to you sometimes, but also like you forced me to romance you, try to romance you earlier because of the bug, and just like no, no, you can stay in camp, you moron. <laughs> besides, early on you're trying to eat magical items. No, no like yeah. I don't like you now. You can stay here. I'll play with you another playthrough, and then like <laughs> him at least I'll still talk to to get like story stuff. So I've gotten actually fairly deep in kind of like his story just from talking to him a lot. <laughs> But Will, oh, yeah. the one that is ignored the most in my yeah, campaign. I brought him. I brought him to a few <laughs> fights, but even even after a respec, I wasn't totally sold on him. And I'm just like, eh. I mean, I can bring along Gale and have a better magic 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 DPS class. Yeah. Each their own. I do have to tell you though, if you decide to play evil and you can get the Drow Paladin, she's good. Even mm-hmm. as her default, she's definitely powerful, and she can definitely hold her own in fights. And I'm not, I don't, I don't feel like I'm like, oh come on, can't you do something? But no, it's interesting. Uh, I might try respecting one of the druids to be a spore druid. That's kind of interesting. I was talking to one of my buddies, and he was talking about how that's pretty good in combat too. Has a lot of useful things. If I were a spore druid, my current armor would be awesome, but I'm yeah. not. But it still looks cool, and it has yeah. one base thing that it does that's like, okay, I'll wear it for that, because it looks cool, and it actually does a little bit yeah, for me, I'm, so I, I'll do it. I, and I screwed up a few times, too. <laughs> there were some items I missed, or the way I handled some quests, like in the Underdark. My buddy oh, was man. Like, oh, that I guarantee you, there's a lot more stuff that you missed, that yeah. you, you know, no matter how thorough you think you've yeah, been, there's I, stuff I, that I missed you've missed. Uh, <laughs> I think the Grim Forge. Have you been there yet, Nathaniel? You have, haven't you? The Grim. Forge. Oh yeah, that's like way forever ago. So that's like that, that between me, Act One that and took Two. Me way more, way more time than it should. And I found out later there was actually a bug in the boss fight, and that's what part of the problem was. But oh man, eventually it, that fight was tough. I raffle stomped that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's not the biggest one of those that I did in this game. So, so like, there is a fight that you have kind of an act one that's sort of like a boss fight that you can do like you don't it's like not the main story but you it's kind of like main side story stuff you can spoil it you say just tell it oh it's fine well john but i'm just like for anyone listening just in case i'm like i'm trying to i'll be vague but like so there's a fight that you can have and then like that like boss will show up later in the game if you discover them through like other side oh, quest chains. Oh, it's one of the main oh, kind of side quest chain stuff. Oh, I know who you're talking and about. And so the second time that uh <laughs> they appear, I go in and find out who they are and they run off into like their lair so you have to chase them down. I sneak in there. They have like these special um like mushroom thingies on the sides oh, of yeah, the layer that you about. have to that you have to destroy because it heals them yeah. basically. So I snuck in, and I destroyed all of those before initiating any combat because I was being sneaky enough. Apparently, <laughs> so I'm throwing fireballs across the room. Whatever you don't Fireball. notice it. Could be a glitch. Dodo. Then I just like sneak up behind them. And, like, start combat with all my people, and they, like, got stunned, so they didn't even get to put a hit or even attempt to hit me the whole time. It was just like, bam, 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 you're dead. <laughs> uh, I can relate. Uh, that I was two, so much I fun. I two things. Uh, the first time I ran into that particular boss, I used the uh, laughter spell. Yep. And they just Ooh. fell to the ground, and then I was like, all right. That's that reminded it. They, me. they okay. can't do anything. Uh-huh. And I also successfully used that spell in the uh, House of Hope. If you have been there, Nathaniel, I've not been there. I have heard of it. I will go it, there. That soon-ish. is a, that is an interesting fight. Uh, challenging, but there's lots of different ways to handle it. 
So that one that we're talking about, the Act 1 fight, that was one that I fought for an hour and got Ooh. killed at the end where I got them down to one hit point. But the fun yeah. thing about that fight is I had snuck in and got all the way... Went, one character snuck past everybody and like went down and got past all the traps and got to the yeah. very bottom of it, went through out the back and went to the magic teleport to teleport out the back. And then the other three were still stuck in combat. So I went and just had them just like running and one of them died. And then the other two got out the back, and I was like, "Well, let me go into the you know the top because it puts you back out to the kind of like yeah, the top yeah. of like the house or place you're at. Let me go initiate combat here to start a boss fight. They'll run off. Then I'll go in the back door into the lair, and then you can kill two of their like minions that they have before the fight starts. And then I started the fight, got through all the way, died with one hit point, came back." reloaded the save the next time I played and then that was one where I was like, you know what? I don't care and I shoved them off into a hole the next time and the fight oh. was like five minutes. <laughs> See, that's the, I, I so uh in the grim forge, If you're gonna have a lair, don't have a pit of doom in it. That's all I'm saying. Hey, the, the, yeah. the, the, the pit is there. You have to you in, know, in, in the, in the I'll sacrifice the loot. It's fine. Yeah. In that's... the under in the underdark there's a fight with a guy or the character will say and there's a pit of lava nearby. And part of the quest is you need to retrieve a piece of him. Well, I was like, hey, I could shove him in the lava. That's what I did. And then I no, didn't get to finish the quest. But it was pretty funny. <laughs> All stuff like I love using like just pushing people or using like the arrows that blast them back, watch them fall off or knock them off the edge or, you know, anything fun like that. Oh, man. Uh, when you get like the smoke powder arrows, those things are ridiculous. If you have like oh, a yeah, bunch of good. like things, if you have a bunch of people grouped up, yeah, tossing them or having the arrows that basically are bomb arrows. Yeah. It's yes. just like yes. everything explodes. Or, oops, here's a explosion um, that was a little too close to an explosive object that you didn't see that then chain reacted a bunch of other things and like everything's exploding. Whoops. <laughs> My bad. There goes half the party <laughs> and all the, all the enemies and you're like, yeah. well, do I reload and see what happened? I'm, I've done that before, like trying to get in behind something, and then I, uh, uh, oh, I can just jump over here and land on this, and then I jump over here and land on that, and about the time I jump off of it, it explodes, and the whole party behind me falls off a cliff and just disappeared. It's like, oh, yeah. Well, I'll yeah. have to reset that because that was before I got the guy who could bring people back. So it's like, oh, well, oh, yeah. reload that yeah. save. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it, it's. Yeah, it's just it's just interesting. I, I've been very happy so far. I, I still would really like the collector's edition for PC, but I can't find it anywhere reasonable. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. I am, uh... But this is like Larian's masterpiece. Like, give yeah. them the huge, whatever insanely huge budget that they have for this game, and it paid off. Like, yeah. Divinity Original Sin 2 was already a masterpiece game, and this game makes it look like simple by comparison. If this, if this game doesn't like... win, like, every Game of the Year awards, I will be shocked. I mean, I just. I mean, uh, there's plenty of other things that are like you know, favorites of you know the game award type things. So whatever. I know, but, but yes, this was it so is so good that I just. Don't Baldur's see. Gate three is the phenomenon that like um, Elden Ring was or whatever. It's one of those like yeah. big games that not only is like awesome and great, and it's also it hits kind of like every a bunch of people who wouldn't normally have played that game, and it just becomes kind of like a. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's I, I'm I'm having phenomenon a blast kind of now. There are a few things, maybe it's because me and not being familiar with the 5th edition rules, there's a couple things where I was like, oh man, Baldur's Gate 2 and 1, I could do that, I wish I could do that. Like, maybe they'll patch this in, but I wish you could put down traps. That was always fun to do, and then lure people, well you kind of can, but you know what I mean, like put a trap in a hallway and lure people into it. But, 
I mean, there's plenty of traps in the game that you can uh, either discover by finding them or discover by being blown up by them. them. (laughs) Well, I meant putting down your own traps. Yeah. I would be willing to bet that that's not, it's not like a 5e thing. It's more of a how many things can we actually fit into this game before it breaks kind of a thing. I was also reading about the level. I am a so I'm at the end. I've been level 12 probably for 20 hours. I'm like, man, I wish I could get more more experience. I'm almost. I'm like halfway between 11 and 12. Yeah, so I'm almost but, to the count. and I was reading that the one reason they didn't push it past 12 yet is because all the additional spells they would have to add. Man, and I miss I miss like summon monsters. Well, it's not even I'm necessarily okay. that they have okay to add time. spells. It's that the the when they do, it totally just breaks the whole ecosystem oh, yeah. and all the and also just how you can break the game itself by all these weird things that you can do and trying to put there's it in some, there. It's just yeah. There's some crazy... That's why fly in the game isn't as good as like what actual oh. fly is supposed oh, to be. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, it's still good. It's just not the same as just like you can literally fly like, is what it's supposed to be. I should, I should use more things like mage hand. I should pick up stuff and throw it. Or mage hand stuff. is good. Flick, flick. You can't flick people, right? You can't. Can you grab somebody and throw them? You can throw something at them, I, right? You can throw things at them. I don't remember if you can actually like okay. throw people or not because I don't use it a lot because only and one of my characters has it. My my friend at work, I was I was complaining about some stealth stuff. He's like, you should use darkness more. I'm like, oh, I forgot I had that spell. So that's been I've been using that. I'm like, <laughs> steal, <laughs> yeah. steal, steal. There's definitely it rewards creativity yeah, of yeah. all these things that like oh wait like the darkness spell duh or like other things that like if you're not trying to use all the stuff in your arsenal and figuring out how, like how it can work in just like a weird way or like how this works with this other thing there's a lot of that crossover in there that if you yeah, like try to dive into it it will reward being, you for doing being so. creative. So my friend at work was like you know you can combine a alchemist fire and grease in a pouch mm-hmm. and throw it. I was like. You can't. So I did that. I was like, "Oh, it's like a grenade." So yeah, it's it, it, you're right. It does reward award creativity a lot, like Divinity Original Sin Two, with the idea of using the environment, kind of thinking outside the box. Uh, you could probably, and I mean, Baldur's Gate Three, you could talk your way through so much and just mm-hmm. you know avoid fighting or get different outcomes. You know, it's really interesting. And like I said before, in the Underdark, especially, I noticed I did quests one way, and then my buddy's like, "You missed out on that." I was like, "Oh, we'll get something else to do next time." Yeah, but it, it's no, there's definitely fun. a lot of different outcomes I based did, on how you do I things. Bump, I did bump down the difficulty once because I got stuck in a fight after like three hours and like five tries. Like, okay, I I got it. This is part of something. I, I haven't gotten a stuck in a fight since the early ones. Like once I yeah. leveled up a few times, yeah. it's like, all right, now I can. I might ah. have to get creative, but yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah, Act Three, House of Hope. You end of to, Act Two was like, okay, uh, this is easy. definitely a boss fight, but it was still like, no, I got this, and so I was like, okay. Actually, the fight at the end was harder <laughs> for me than I thought. That end of Act Two. That was that was interesting. Yeah, but so like I'm fun. deep into Act Three, but it's cool. been mostly like side quest stuff. So I'm in oh, the man. lower city. Uh, and run around tracking stuff. down different stuff. I'm like, I've only found two clown pieces. I'm like, man, oh, the last one's tough. <laughs> that's, it's easy to find. It's 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 fun. Just all sorts of different quests and things and the Dude, items you get. And this game is ridiculous too, with some just like random details you could easily miss. So based on like who you have in your party. So I'm running around Baldur's Gate with Carlac, and she's from Baldur's Gate. And there's two things in there that just randomly happen because of wandering around with her. And maybe there's ways that the game would point you towards it. But like, if you go into the um, the cemetery, her parents are buried there, yep, yep. and you can have a thing there with that. And then there's also a random shopkeeper that was like her best friend. Yep, yep. That was like, 
I just randomly walked up, hey, what's in this shove? And like they started chatting. I'm like, wait, what? That's cool. <laughs> just all these little details that like most of the games is like you click on the shopkeeper, like, hey, what do you got? That's all it is. But yeah. like most people have at least like a line of dialogue, even just random people on the street. They you can't actually like interact with them uh, in dialogue, but they, they have like a line or two that they have fully voiced that they'll say to you. And it's like so so much dialogue had to be recorded for this game. It's insane. Oh yeah. I can, I, it's yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. I just I haven't played it as much as I wanted to, but I, it's. I, I I just need to sit down and keep playing. But no rush. It's great. It's a serious time commitment. Well, for the most part, yeah. and it, it's still a lot of fun. No matter what, and it's it's there's just so many ways to play, and it, it appeals mm-hmm. to everybody. You know, it's not it's a big open world. You can do stuff. Tons of dialogue. Tons of quests. Very interesting and different play styles. That's yeah. Great. Yeah, so know someone at work. They're playing it exclusively like co-op with two people. Okay. Um, and they've got like their computers next to each other because they tried doing split screen. They're like, no, 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 we've got this. Let's just drag this from the other room so we can sit here and <laughs> yeah, do there it. There you go. It's, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty good. I would, you know, I enjoyed co-op with Divinity Original Sin two. Two people, you know, just my buddy down the street. And it, to this, it same feels the same to me. It's easy to. It's manageable. We, we've run into problems before with like dismissing party members. Like, let's say three of us are playing, and the third guy has to go. And sometimes we run into problems. It's it's weird, but nah, it, nothing nothing can't be worked through. Yeah. If you have a choice, play it on PC, mouse and keyboard all the way. Gamepad controls work, and they're decent for gamepad controls, but they don't hold a candle to the like mouse and keyboard. I'm it's, sure. Again, like inventory way easier that way even just like having hot bars instead of like all the multiple like wheels that you have to try and get to stuff especially if you're playing a character like me who's a druid or any other kind of like spellcaster or even just regular characters like once you level them up and you get more abilities and things out there you're gonna be diving through those menus like the gamepad stuff works but it's a lot better with the mouse and keyboard kind of interface which is like how what these games have been you know in the past like the original Baldur's Gate games and a bunch of other ones it was only mouse and keyboard so it's just more because it's a modern game that they also have the controller stuff in there too which it works it's fine if that's the only way you could play it then it's still a very good version of that it's just I, I've yeah, been, I've been playing keyboard, on the ally. That's 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 the way I've been playing. It's all on the rogue yeah. ally, and it's and it works great. It runs great on there, and it looks great. Uh, it's, I mean, I, I love my Steam Deck, and it looked good on Steam Deck. But man, the rogue, I, I like it. Just 1080p makes a big difference in VRR. It really does. Yeah, if I only had like if I was like traveling or something, I might have tried it. But I'm like, no, nope, I'm playing it on my super awesome PC, so I can have the high frame rates on my oh, nice yeah, no, monitor. I, I don't blame you. If I <laughs> this is a very very pretty game. If I sure. was home all the time, I, I would be playing it on PC too. But also, like the music, like Divinity Original Sin Two is a soundtrack I still listen to, and this is going to join it as well. Like, yeah. there's so many different like themes in here, and it's fun how they remix the main theme so many times in the game that you hear it just in kind of like ambient noise or you know other places. It's kind of like you say, like other games might have like a main theme, and then it's like here's the chip tune version of it or something. It's yeah. sort of like that, but it's more like okay, here's just different instrumentation for it. But and that you're not paying it too close attention. You're like, wait a minute, that's the same like theme. That's cool. Yeah. yeah I like, <laughs> like I hear that in the main menu every time I boot it up. <laughs> 
except this is totally different because it's a very different style. It's almost like, okay, if it were like physical art, like, hey, here's something that's just like a cartoon, you know, thing. And then here's something that's like a Rembrandt painting. And then here's something that's like paint splatters. And here's like a sculpture, like all these different styles of a thing. Just the musical version of that. Yeah. I like it when they do do stuff like that in games. But, but yeah, like this is going to be hands down the most impressive RPG for a while because if you're going to try and outdo this game, you're going to need a huge budget, a lot of talent, and a lot of luck to pull it off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How long was it in development? I'm not sure how long it was before early access, but early access was about three years. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that. Plus, like, however much time before that, like, I'm sure that it was in development for. Probably at least six, seven years, if I had to guess. But I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Yeah. I'll look it up right now. Uh, six years. Yeah. Three years in early access and three years before. I know from, like, I've been watching some videos. There's a bunch of different of uh, the uh, voice actors who play, like, the companions, companions and stuff in the past, like, month or so have started playing the game. Oh. And it goes up on, like, Twitch or YouTube and stuff like that. And several of them are ones, like, they have don't play games so it's kind of funny watching them try and figure it out yeah. <laughs> but then just like hearing some of the or that and they'll say some stuff during those about like making the game but also like some interviews and things i've seen of just like how long they actually had to do to like record <laughs> like <laughs> all the different dialogue and things in this game yeah. like it was a long process for sure oh yeah well, it's it was totally worth it uh, it turned out great all right. So let's talk about some news. Finally, after two years, Microsoft and Activision and Blizzard and King are all the same company now. Finally, Microsoft finally, uh, you know, swung their corporate money around enough to finally like buy off enough people everywhere to get it. Pushed I guess, through. yeah. After so, the sixty-nine billion dumb dollars that they already spent on it, yeah. So I was I was I was listening to the official Xbox podcast this week. They had Phil Spencer on talking about the acquisition. They are asking a lot of questions that people online were asking, like when when games are going to start popping up on Game Pass and stuff like that. And he said it'll probably be next year. Next year, yeah, that's what they've been saying everywhere. Yeah, because he, he and he said the reason why was is there was so much doubt if it was going to go through, and if it wasn't, that they didn't start doing that stuff earlier, like they did with Bethesda. There wasn't a big kerfuffle with Bethesda, so they weren't worried about that. So they had stuff prepared for Bethesda when the thing closed, which they don't with. Uh, with Activision, so it'll 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 take a little while, but I don't know. I'm excited to see if some things come out of it. There, you know, they're talking. Uh, Phil Spencer was talking about they're talking about maybe doing some IPs that they haven't done anything with in a long, long time. Um, That's a bunch of fluff. That's someone asked him that, and it's basically him saying that, like, yeah, if our teams want to do it, then sure, I, yeah. I'll be open to it. But it's not like him saying, like, yes, we are doing it. Oh so, no, no, no. Yeah, any of those things will be a long way yeah. off. <laughs> and I mean, and Hasbro's already come out and said, hey, you know. Let's renew the license for the Transformers games so we can re-release those out on, and people can play those again and stuff like that. That'd be awesome, because like you know you can't even. Well, you could still buy. Well, last time you could buy like Fall of Cybertron on PC through Amazon. They had it for like fifty dollars. Still, they still had Steam codes for it. But like War for Cybertron, you just you can't buy it on PC anymore. And it's expensive. Yeah, and the games are expensive. So if they bring those back out on Game Pass, bring on PC and Xbox, that'd be awesome. So. Um, 
But yeah, I'm 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 interested to see what comes from it. I hope they do. I hope they bring out some old stuff. You know, redo some stuff that they just haven't done in years because there's so many IPs that Activision has. It's ridiculous that they just don't do anything with. I think now that Microsoft owns enough IPs, I think they could do their own kart racer game or all star kart racing, Master Chief and Crash Bandicoot and <laughs> and Banjo Kazooie and all those. Oh my gosh, I would I would play that so. Um, sticking with Microsoft, there was a lot of leaks that came out thanks to the, uh, the FTC, uh, versus Microsoft thing, because I guess somebody at Microsoft uploaded some stuff to the FTC website and they did not censor it. And it was <laughs> out yeah, there something for everybody about, like, to see it was a or PDF something. or something that was, you know, redacted or something or other, yeah. but then there was like some reference thing. Like if you clicked into it, it would open it all up so that you could find all of it. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was crazy. It was so like... it was, it was more, more stuff than could fit into even like a single article anywhere. I think most places were just like, Oh, here's the thing. Now here's a detail about this other thing about yeah. it. Like, here's the thing about this. This is like one of the biggest leaks I think ever. Oh yeah. I mean, there was, there was hardware refreshes. There was, uh, you know, mid mid uh, generation refreshes. Uh, there was uh, hard, you know, new hardware for twenty twenty eight. There was all kinds of stuff. And if this the if the refresh Series X is really looking that way with the little cylinder in the in the no disk drive, that's hilarious because it looks like my Echo. Um. <laughs> but you know, and the, the one that I thought was interesting was the the redesign of the controller with the haptic feedback, kind of like what Sony has and stuff like that. Which I would be cool. I would buy a new controller if it had that because yeah. I, I like. Well, I mean, it. like a while ago, at the beginning of the generation, I know they did some surveys about it. Like, would you like mm -hmm. to see this? So, like, it must have been enough of that. Plus, just looking at what's going on, to be like, yeah, okay, we'll work that out and at least like do plans for it now like if these hadn't leaked then some of this stuff might not see the light of day just because like right. things change over time but yeah some of it did the thing i'm most interested in was like the bethesda planned projects yeah. and stuff of like oh hey there's a couple here that i'd be interested in if they are actually making it that would be nice yeah, like another dishonored game i would Definitely yeah. be interested in that. <laughs> uh, I would be interested in the Oblivion remaster. I, Oblivion, I, I love that game. I played that game so much on Xbox, uh, on 360. Get it on PC, it was, get a bunch of mods, there you go. Yeah, I know, but... I, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, there was the Fallout 3 remaster, there was Doom, there's a bunch of Doom stuff, um, you know, the Indiana Jones game, which you know still hasn't come out yet, which will probably come out next year. But yeah, that leak was... that When that all happened, that stuff was crazy because it was like all day long, it was like... Hey, here's an article with this. Oh, by the way, now we found this out. Here's another one. Oh, and then there's this. And there's like, it's like, holy fright. It's like, what happened? And, you know, at first everybody was, oh, it's the FTC. It's the FTC. No, it was somebody at Microsoft that didn't know how to upload things, apparently. That was what it was. And then they did it to themselves. And then I'm like, yep. maybe they didn't quote unquote know how to upload. <laughs> you, know, <it's> like, <laughs> you know, it's like, did they, did they do it deliberately? You know, it's like, uh, but if they did, then that was dumb because yeah, was I dumb. don't know. I think it's more like, oh, that's what you're planning or for some of it. It's just kind of like, all right. Yeah. So Nathaniel was like, okay, that's cool. Who knows? Like, yeah, it's hard to tell. <laughs> So Nathaniel, do you know more? Do you know a lot about this Unity thing? I don't know. I'm not real familiar I with it. I remember it were... a little bit more when I added this to the show notes a few weeks ago when we were going to try and record. And I've 
haven't re-looked at it, but it's basically, um, was it John Riccatello, I believe, who used to be uh, at EA as the CEO, and he was the worst there, and he's the worst here, because he's just the worst. Yeah, well, now he's stepping down (laughs) Because of the fallout from this. So they're, like, announced that the Unity game engine, they're changing a bunch of, like, their policies and stuff that basically united the entire game development community to saying like this is stupid you guys suck we're not gonna let you do this yeah (laughs) like we're going to like a bunch of like um messages went out on social media and things announcements from studios about like you know some indies being like all right well we're not gonna use unity anymore and some of them they're like putting messages out like hey we kind of half uh, announced our game this way and we wouldn't have normally done that and this is stupid and that's how bad you messed up you know stuff like that that's mm-hmm. all they put in clauses that was like based on installs you'd have to pay fees based on how many people installed your game but not even that it was like every install so like it would have original how they originally said it would let people instead of review bomb a game they could install bomb a game so you could just like keep installing it over and over and over and that would actually count to the number that's one of the things they walked back um, and it was also going to be retroactive. So if you have ever made a game in Unity in the past when this did not exist and had all your contracts for that set up, it would hit you uh, to where like, hey, you people are installing this old game and playing it because it's popular or whatever. Now you're on the hook for all this money. And like, that's shady. And so that yeah, was another thing. I think they've walked yeah. back at this point. It's been a while since I've checked in on the story. So I don't remember like how much of it is still going to be there. But they pretty much just uh, exploded their company because, I mean, it's still it's not like Unity's going away anytime soon, but they just screwed themselves over, shot themselves in the foot to where a lot of devs are not going to use Unity because they bro- uh, broke their trust. And so, like, we can't trust you not to try and do this again, so we're going to do something else now. Oh, yeah, and I don't blame them. Yeah, I, I knew bits and pieces of it, but I didn't know all that. But I, I did know that uh, that uh, you know the CEO ended up stepping down. You know, they pretty much forced him out after that. So yeah, like there's just it was just like, hey, uh, you want to make um, the entire game dev community hate you and explode your company? Here's how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, uh, like here's the update on the twelfth. It says Unity has walked back some aspects of the runtime fee and the uh, from develop escalating. The fee will now yeah. only apply to initial installs of the game, and the developers are not on the hook for installations through Game Pass. The fees. Well, that was another thing because it was about Game Pass, or if you're giving tickets away for um, like bundles, like humble bundles, yeah. things like that, or just for ch- you're doing a charity stream and giving away, you know, uh, you know. Keys. tickets for your game uh those would also count so you're basically just losing tons of money and you know whereas like if you're giving away for free now it doesn't really matter but if you give away for free and then get charged for it that sucks so there's just a ton of things on here that basically looks like hey Unity's being super greedy jerks trying to get all the money everywhere and they're doing it in a really, really dumb way to the point that they thought they could get away with it. And then they got smacked and said, uh, uh-uh, we're not going to stand for this. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. Like the game dev community or even just game community in general, like 
it takes a lot to get them united, but there, I don't think there's anyone saying like, no, yeah, no, you, oh, yeah. You, this thing's actually, you know, pretty good, right? No, nobody was saying that. Yeah. Everybody was very, very angry. And it happened very, very quickly. I noticed that. It was very fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, was, it was like, it it's wasn't... pretty much like, you know, you said, hey, here's this stupid stuff that stinks to high heaven. Yeah. And then everyone like immediately shouts, this stinks to high heaven. What are you doing? You yeah. just... Stupid people, why? And I follow a lot of devs on Twitter that use Unity, and they were all of them in an uproar for weeks about yep. it. You know, I mean, it was it was a lot. So I mean, it's still, I'm sure behind the scenes, still isn't settled out as far as, like, people being angry about it and changing their development plans because of it. Yeah. Um, this is a little old news now, but PlayStation Plus was going raising their prices on September sixth. It went from fifty nine ninety nine a year to seventy nine ninety nine a year. Um, hey, guess what? If you don't buy it, it's free. Yep. Eh? <laughs> so yeah. So needless to say that the day before prices raised was my renewal date. So I got it for the regular price, and I will not be renewing it next year because I'm not paying eighty dollars for it. I mean, I'm just not. I haven't had PlayStation Plus in a while. Yeah. I think mine's good through February. Ah, crap! I knew I forgot to do something recently. Oh uh, well. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not renewing it for eighty dollars. I like the cloud save things. I'm not. It's not so much the free games. It's just the online play and the the the, the, the cloud save stuff that I care about and anymore. I use um, none of it, so yeah. I'm not paying for it. <laughs> well, and, and and now it's kind of gotten to the point where I'm not really playing a lot on PlayStation anymore anyway. So it's like, okay, I'll I'll do it one more year at the regular yeah. price and. But I'm not doing it for eighty dollars. I mean, if I am, like the things I play on PlayStation is not things that matter, and like any of the free games that they give away, no, I don't care that great. By the time I ever had PlayStation Plus, anyway, so I canceled that a long while ago, which we talked about in previous episodes. Yeah, I only there's my buddies in North Carolina that I play with every once in a while. That's the only reason why I keep it is to play with them. But even after after they raise it to eighty dollars, they're not even going to keep it. So it's like, all right, well. If they're not keeping it, I'm definitely not keeping it. And I'm definitely not keeping it for eighty dollars. It's not worth eighty dollars for me. It's like, hey, wait a minute, you're gonna be making all these um games as service games and you're raising prices on stuff and then everyone's gonna not have online, but then you're gonna try and put these games as service games out. I wonder how well they're gonna do. Yeah. Even on top of like you're making it sounds like Sony has like all even just the ones we know, there's too many of them. Yeah. Actually <laughs> when when my subscription renews, it's still sixty bucks. Hmm, that's interesting. That you would think that it wouldn't be because it says renewal dates like in January of 2024. And it says $60. Yeah. It, mm. it probably won't. It probably won't. I was like, it just hasn't updated yet, yeah. probably. Um, Don't tell me that. Well, and we didn't put it in the show notes, but you know, Jim Ryan's announced you know his retirement. It'll be interesting yep. to see how things go on uh, over at Sony when he leaves, whoever takes his place. You know, they haven't said who's officially taking his place. I know. I think they have whoever's interim or whatever, yeah, but they, they haven't, the interim, gotten, they haven't gotten official I mean, he's not actually like gone until the springtime, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, uh, uh, let me see if I can. There's also, while we're on the subject of retirements, is, March. um, uh, was it Pete Hines from Bethesda? Yep. He's Bethesda? retiring too. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I know a lot. Like, of... hey, we just did Starfield. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> After you know, 24 or whatever years he's yeah, been there. So he's hey. been 24. Oh. Jack Ryan's been at, uh, or Jim Ryan's been at uh, PlayStation for 28. You know, I mean, these guys have been here a long <laughs> no, time. No, no, it's, it's Jack Ryan, the Tom Clancy. Yeah, the Tom Clancy character. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I, I always do that with Jim Ryan. I want to say Jack Ryan because it's that's all. I, it's, I it's, mean, it's, it's a short J name, so it works. Yeah, and it's burned, and, and Jack Ryan is burned into my skull. You know, I mean, that's what. I, but, sure. but yeah i mean you know i mean he's been there since the playstation one days you know so you know, yeah I mean, he was there for a while but you know a lot of oh yeah they're forcing him out no he's just retiring because he's been there for 28 years anybody's been at a job for 20 30 years you know they're sometimes they get ready and want to move on my wife's been teaching for 21 now and she's like you know i'm getting close to the age that i can retire and go do something else you know it's like yeah yeah you are <laughs> Yeah, so why not? So, okay, so Eric, I guess you went to, did you go to? Uh, I did. I went to Portland Retro Gaming Expo. Was last that last weekend? weekend. Okay. It was last weekend. I think I had said That's why we didn't redo do a show. I knew you were out of town. That's all I knew. Uh, I've forgotten that the see. that the uh, the Retro Gaming Show was last weekend. Did you go yeah, with Press? I did. Okay. I did. It let me get into the show hall an hour early. <laughs> Both days. That's okay. By the time I got there, my friends are all vendors, all picked through everything anyway. Let me pull up my Google photos really quick. Just look at a couple things and talk about a couple things. So I can share in the podcast chat. It was interesting. Uh, um, different layout for the show this year. They kind of uh, just uh, rearranged things a little bit to make uh, put the like arcade and free play area in the back. Um, mm. It's a pretty big, pretty big layout. Probably. I don't know, 150 vendors, maybe more. Okay. But most of my friends are complaining about the cost of having having a vendor booth or a table. Well, I'm but sure, see. and that's in the new place, right? So, you know, probably that um, stuff no, it's, went it's, up. It's, it's still in the, the old? It, well, No, it's still in the convention center, but it's it's uh, obviously the cost of They're still trying to make up for the cost of it. Well, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. What were some cool things? They had a really neat panel on... Uh, like Sega Saturn homebrew and fan translations and how the easy way to like get access to that stuff. Let me tell you, after going to that panel, I made a huge list of things I need to try. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Holy crap. Uh, yeah. They had the big, they had the, they had the Sega Saturn karaoke machine there. That's also a laser disc player too. Yeah. Uh, they had that at a couple other shows I've been to. They had a Sega Saturn Pluto there too, which I'd never seen. Oh yeah. That's uh, um it's, it's the kind of setup for Netlink. It yeah, yeah. has Netlink, Netlink built in. It's cool. I can send you a picture. Uh, oh, I've see. I've seen a picture of uh, Adam Corlick. Yep, yep. Is one, yep. He's the one has got it, and he's traveling around with. It. I follow him on Twitter. He's always got it everywhere with him. Uh, Retro Knots had a fun pattern, a fun panel about uh, like Mario and cartoons and advertisements, and there was some special in Japan where Mario was using a gun. I was laughing. Oh, so wow, jeez. <laughs> so there's a bunch of stuff from the '80s, stuff that's a little bit like <laughs> Mario GTA. There's hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like some of the stuff, and they're just like laughing and the way they would do things. You know, especially the older show from the '80s and things like that. It, it was yeah. interesting. Interesting. Let's see what else. Uh, the big arcade. They had the guy there, the the producer, the director, creator from um, Toxic Avenger, the movie. Mm-hmm. So he was signing stuff. He was giving autographs away for free. So a lot of people oh, wow. were there getting their like pop, their Funko Pop signed, or the, you know, the copies of their games or movie posters and stuff. He was really nice to talk to. My friend had a really good time talking to him. The only demos I saw were some Atari. Uh, there were some. Atari homebrew stuff. They had a demo of Prison City, which is a side scroll of beat 'em up, and they had the Toxic Crusader game, of course, which 
I played that was pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, they had the a big it was the big year for the Jaguar, so they had a Jaguar Atari Jaguar exhibit in the got like in their video game history section. I learned that there was a version of the Jaguar that was used in dentist office for yep. examining teeth, little yeah. things that you get to learn. Huh. Yeah, they used yeah. the they used the mold. The mold ended up being uh-huh. used for all kinds of medical equipment and stuff like that. There was all kinds of things. If you look at it, you're like, "Hey, that's an Atari Jaguar," and they just used the you know they used the mold to make other things. Yeah, it's it's when you really get into it, it's really. I'll, crazy. Dro- I'll drop a couple of pictures in the, in the yeah, chat. They had that. Funny. They also had. They also had a. Uh, Cats, there, kittens you could pet and like uh, adopt. So it was kind of interesting tie-in to the Jaguar exhibit. Oh, they had real, like real, real cats, real cats. Real cat. Okay, yeah, I was like, that's, that's cool. That's kind of a cool All cross right. promo. People were very, people were talking about that. They were very excited. They had a big uh, blockbuster. They've had this the last couple of years. Big blockbuster exhibit because the last blockbuster is in Bend, Oregon, Central right. Oregon. So they had that, and they kind of had like a fake sort of blockbuster, and you'd go there and look at pretend that you were in there and stuff it was it was interesting good selection of pinball uh pretty busy uh smellier smellier than it had been in the past that's for sure i I don't understand why people can't wear deodorant to those things it's just i just shower's important showering yeah i mean i don't get it all right because you do all those things but before you get there you just get so hyped that it just you know cancels it out i I bought i bought bought a few (laughs) things for myself i had a friend Hooked me up with a copy of Dino Crisis for Dreamcast for fifty dollars, which is actually a pretty good deal. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I've been looking for that for a very long time. I found a section. I found a booth that had a bunch of PC big box games and yeah. small box. I got Icewind Dale two sealed, wow. ten bucks. It's going on the shelf. It's actually on the shelf right now. Yeah. Uh, that same booth had Fallout one and two in the morning on Saturday. I did not know, and he wanted a hundred dollars a piece. I would have paid a hundred for Fallout two. Yeah, absolutely. But he's like, oh, yeah, they went quick. I was like, Damn. Yeah, I'd say they probably ah. did. Let's see. I saw some signed Funkos were expensive. Oh, I saw the Mario Target sign. The Mario from Target. You know, yeah. the one where he's uh, on the pole. Somebody had that for $3,500. $3,500. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no is right. Um, I saw a CDX, Sega CDX for 600 which was much more than last time. Wow, last, yeah, those... last, last year. Last year was like four, four fifty. I think I even saw one for three fifty. This is the only one I saw. Wow, this is really I did... went up. Yeah, um, just I'll drop a couple. Of... Uh, I did not see much for modded consoles. I saw a few people selling homebrew, a couple EverDrives. I saw a couple modded GameCubes. All right, John, I saw a modded Xbox One yeah. with the chip and the LCD screen executioner chip yeah. or executor chip, seven hundred dollars. I'll send you a picture. Seven hundred dollars. Jeez. And it's it's not the chipping that that makes it expensive. It's that LCD. Screen. I was gonna say it's, it's gotta very, be a very screen. hard to find. Yeah. And the, and the that, ones that work. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And so this is a store in Seattle. They do pretty reputable work. But in that same booth, they also had a Dreamcast where they put a a mode in it. Guess how much it was? Six hundred dollars. One million dollars. I wish it was one million. It was six hundred. Oh really? Oh wow! Look at me. (laughs) And I had brought, I bought, I brought some trade stuff, and I talked to him a little bit about getting it potentially with my trade stock. I had some, you know, popular uh, GameCube stuff, as popular DS stuff that I was happy to try to trade for partial. If if I had got this down to maybe three hundred, three fifty, I probably would have bought it because the mode is mode mode's very expensive. Yeah, it is. All right, here were my problems with it though. It has a 500 gigabyte SSD in it. Okay. 
guess how you have to put the games on it? You have to take it apart, take out the hard drive, connect it. Because I thought, and I learned quickly, that there is no way to copy games. They also have the SD slot in there because the drive's gone. You can't copy games from the SD slot to the hard drive. Mm -hmm. I looked. I went and talked to another modder around the corner from New York, one up Restorations, and he was there promoting Li Retro, and I was like, I. Because the booth, they, they couldn't they couldn't tell me anything about the mode and the work because their technician wasn't in because I want to know about mm, a couple yeah. things about the interface. And I had I, I know the basics and I had looked it up and I had a couple other questions and they were like, well, technician's not going to be here until early afternoon. I said, well, I'm not going to be here Sunday afternoon. I got to drive home. Right. Anyway, so I went around the corner and I talked to the LI Retro guy and he was like, yeah, he's like, that's, he's like, you already had a GDMU, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, don't, he's like, I know the software sucks for that, but he's like, it's, the, what they're asking and they can't tell you about the work he's like don't it's a pain yeah, if they... to get that hard. he's like if you he, he's at like, the hard drive it's very it's in there very very tight he's like if you get it out and you have a problem you're going to be in trouble yeah if you can't get it back in there or something or you tear it up getting it out yeah I, mean, I asked my other friend he's like it's really easy to snap parts when it's get open be careful like, yeah no, no. Well, i'm out then I'm well out. and a lot of that stuff is 3d printed so you know i mean yeah. it's yeah. not in 3D print stuff is 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 good, yeah, but it's you're, not. You're of the quality. Yeah, but I mean, it's not made to you know take out, put in, take out, put in, take out, put in, wear it yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, the mode by itself was probably two fifty, yeah. three hundred from what I've seen. I, I haven't seen one on eBay by itself in a long time. Just think, figure the Dreamcast is hundred ish. All the works probably a hundred plus because they did the fans and the fuses mm-hmm. and the power supply. So I mean. <sighs> Four to five hundred would be ideal, but I was interested. But I, I talked to one of my other friends, and he said any problems I'm having with my Dreamcast, he'll look at the caps again. He'll take a look, and he's done tons of modding. So I'm like, I'll just send it to him. And have yeah. Him and he lives in the state, so. Oh, let's see. Yeah. It's a quick turnaround. I can just drive over there. It was just interesting to see the prices. It was a good show. Glad I went. Uh, somebody told me it's actually smaller than the Midwest Gaming Classic, which I was under the impression that. Portland was still bigger, but no, I think Midwest is the biggest one. I think I'll have to go. The only problem with Midwest is the worst time of the year. Yeah, they always do it in like the winter time. It's like yeah, like March. Yeah, it's like March, and it's like no, you there might have a foot of snow up that way. It's like no, because I've always wanted to go. I mean, it's only a twelve-hour drive for me, something like that. It's not that bad. It's not that bad of a flight either. Yeah, it's 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 not a it's not a bad drive. But the trouble is, is Wisconsin in March. You may, I may go up on Friday, and it may be sunny and 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 fifty five, fifty five, and then I get to the show, and it's twenty below, and there's four feet of snow on the ground, and then I'm not, I'm stuck there for like three days. You know, it's like uh, you just, I don't, I don't, but I mean. I think last did they have snow up there last year when it was going on? I think no, was last year, year might have been the, last. I think it was the year before last. I think this year it was rain, a bunch of rain. Yeah, because really like I remember there was, it was one year not long ago that it, that they had a lot of snow up there, and I'm like, oh man, I'm glad because we talked about going. You know, it was like, oh, I'm glad we didn't go because holy crap, we'd have gotten snowed in. So yeah, it's just crazy because that's like I'd like to go to Pax East, but it's on the cusp of the you know the end of winter yeah. and spring. So and I have been. I, I've been three times. One year it was twenty eighteen, twenty four. No, twenty fourteen was the first year I went, and it was in end of April, and it was great. But the other two years I went, it was either early March or the end of February, yeah. and it was nasty. 
Yeah, I mean, Boston gets nasty. At, at, I, in I don't like time. the cold. Oh, I don't mind the cold, but I don't want to mess with the ice and the snow. And driving up 95? No, thank you. No, no. I don't like <laughs> right. to, I hate driving 95 <laughs> south to Florida. Why would I want to drive 95 north to Boston <laughs> in the wintertime? And there's at least one year I went where I almost got in an accident. I think that was the second year I went. That was 2017. The weather was really bad, and the Uber drivers slipped and sliding everywhere. Like, <laughs> no. Well, we're talking about going to PAX Unplugged in uh, Philadelphia, and that's December 1st. And I don't like Philadelphia, much less in December, but I'm really considering about going. But it's like, it's Philadelphia. Sorry, folks that live in Philadelphia (laughs) that's listening. I don't care for Philadelphia. I was up there two weeks ago, and I don't like Philadelphia, but, you know, whatever. They do have good cheesesteaks. They do. They have good cheesesteaks, and I like Wawa. I mean, but you know, I just, I'm not a I'm not a fan of Philadelphia. <laughs> but yeah, but you, but unplugged would be fun because it's supposed to be a little bit more low key, and that, I, that's how, that's what I really liked about South with my attitude. It's a little bit more relaxing, a little bit more low key. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, it's, it's like I I really want to go to Midwest the Midwest show, but it's just like ah, I just can't. I just can't. If they would push it back just two months. They would just do end of April, first of May. I would, I would go What's every the, year. Yeah, what is the closest gaming convention to you? There's a couple, a couple hours away, right? Um, there's GDEX in Columbus, um, and it's kind of gotten bigger. But I haven't been there in several years. Um, but it's it's gotten bigger. That's in Columbus. That's 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 a Midwest gaming conference because you know technically, uh, but it's like a uh, indie. It's it's very indie centric. Um, at least the last time I was there, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what it is now. Um, yeah, I, I think I will try to go back to PAX West next year. But this summer, I was just busy every weekend. And just didn't work out. Yeah. And it's over Labor Day, and we usually have plans, or it's the anniversary and our anniversary, so I got to pick and choose. Yeah, that's oh. hard. But 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 yeah, it was good. I'll I'll, I'll write up for the site soon enough. But it was good and. You know, it was good. It was a good show, and still reasonable to go. They they tried something this year, like a power pass, though for an extra two hundred. So it's sixty five bucks for a weekend pass, which is mm. still pretty pretty good, trust me. But for an extra two hundred, you get VIP access to all the panels, and you get in an hour early each day. And I think you got some swag too. And I'm like, two hundred bucks? No way. Yeah, I'm, that's crazy. Even if I wasn't going as media, I'm just going as a regular person. I'll pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, two hundred bucks is a lot. It's like, let's see, how much? You know, we did uh, the power con. We only did the one day, and I think it was like thirty five dollars per person. Yeah. It wasn't very much, you know. That's still pretty cool. That's interesting. It started as a He Man con. That's just interesting yeah. to me because I could just see. Was it like people from the animated show or from the comics you think originally it was just the toys it was just the it was just a he-man toy collection that's why it's called power con is you know Dolph Lundgren's not there he's like you know handing out like signed dvds no no none of that but yeah what's funny remember i was in this movie is now it's kind of become more (laughs) of like you know independent gaming people a lot of a lot of the uh you know the youtube gaming community like foosh and 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 dan larson and um uh pixel dan who does he-man started showing up to the show and then that kind of brought in super seven and some of the other four horsemen i mean but it was it was really cool to be able to just go up and talk to those guys and see their toys and their prototypes and stuff like that it was really neat 
Yeah, um, the they're 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 bringing back a big toy a big toy show in the Northwest too next year. So I'm gonna try to go to that too. Yeah, it's Just check it out. Yeah, I'm hoping next year like Hasbro or somebody will be there. That would be really cool because I mean just to see Super Seven and McFarlane and all them there that was really neat. And then just just vendors. There was so much stuff. There was just so much stuff. And it was it was me walking around going. Oh, you remember that? That that's what that looked like when I cleaned out the attic. You remember that, Nikki? Yeah, that's what that's what that looks like complete. You know, mine was all broken and stuff. See how much that thing goes for if it was, like, <laughs> it was like, But, you know, it was, oh, it was stuff like that, but it was it was fun. It was a good time. I think I think next time we may go for for the whole the whole 3 days. So, um plus it was neat to be able to, you know, we watch uh, I watch all the uh, Robo from Floosh. I watch all his YouTube stuff, and it was kind of cool to meet him. And you know, we could we sat and talked with him for I don't know half an hour, forty five minutes, and then we went to his panel, and <laughs> it was hilarious. We were sitting all the way in the back. We were just waiting for the panel to start, and uh, we were in the next to last row. And somebody sat down right behind us, and he leaned, and they leaned right up in my ear and went, "Yeah, I heard this. I heard this guy doing the panel. He's just going to suck." And it was it was him. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the the other big guy that was there at the at Purge was the um, the guy from NBA Jam. The guy there's all the oh yeah, I, yeah. I, I've met him before. Yeah, I thought there. you had. Yeah, he was signing Blitz stuff. I saw some guy. He, he was over there recording a video for him and talking to him. And, <laughs> you know, it's oh, it's always good to see people like that. And that that's fun. It's always I like panels. I need to every time I go to a convention, I try to go to at least a couple. Yeah. Yeah, what was bad was is they had the Pixel Dam panel and the Floosh panel at the same time, and I would have liked oh, to have yeah. went to the Pixel Dam because it was all about He-Man and stuff like that. I bought Pixel Dam's book. I'd been wanting it for a long time. It's like a complete visual book for He-Man action figures from all of them. It's like 800 pages, hardcover, big thing. And I never bought it because shipping on it was like $20, and he had them there. So I bought one, had him autograph it, you know, and all that good stuff. So, you know, it, stuff like that is really cool. It's like the uh, the NES book that, um, that what's his name? Pat? Uh, yeah. I've always wanted to buy that, but the shipping's so expensive on it. It's like by the time I get the book and the shipping, it's like $75. He's always at the, he's, he's always at the show. Yeah. You, you tell me, next year, next year I go, I'll get you an autograph. Okay. All right. I, I think he signs them for next to nothing. If you're there and you say hey and he's got the and you buy the book there, he'll sign it. Yeah. And that's and that's what I need to do is just, you know, buy the have, buy the book and have you Yeah, he's it. at every poor and the retro retronauts were there too. The, they were they had they were part of the limited run booth. But uh yeah. one of the, they had their guys had written a couple books and they're like, Yeah, you can buy the book, I'll sign it for free. Oh, right, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I didn't know they'd written a book. That's cool. I'll have to look that up. All right. Well anything yeah. anything else before we before we call it a show? Nope. All right. Nothing I can think of. Well, I normally I'd say you know we'll be back in two weeks. So, but I'm not I'm not going to say yay or nay. You know, things happen, but we should be. I mean, I don't see why not. <laughs> it's all, I'll, I'll be on, I'll be on vacation. Might be three weeks. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. Two weeks. Yeah, that would be that would be. In, we're going into November, won't we? So we'll some barbecue in Texas. We'll tr- we'll try to get at least one show more show one more show in before I go on vacation. Oh, so. yeah, we should. Be <laughs> But we may end up doing them on Fridays. We may go back to live streaming. I don't know. We didn't live stream this one. I just, it's been so long and stuff didn't update and I haven't hooked things back up and set things around. So it's like, meh, it's no big deal. So, but all right. If you want to, um, like say, well, I, I don't need to say all the spiel. You can follow us on Twitter. Uh, you know, if you, if we do go live and you want to see it. 
um, you'll know it there. But you know, if you're listening to it, which you're listening, so you know it'll it'll be on your podcatcher when I upload it, probably tomorrow or Sunday or sometime this weekend. I got a wedding tomorrow, so we'll see how it goes. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot. Well, thanks a lot for hanging out and listening to us, and we'll see yep. y'all next time. See you later. podcast is part of the gamers lounge radio network get more gaming news and shows at www.the-gamers-lounge.com